0: On this episode of the Hanford Insider, Amory Marple from the Hanford Chamber of Commerce stops by to let us know about all of the great things that have been going on. Rob will give us a quick rundown of events and Eric will update us on the high school water polo and football playoff results.
1: This is the Hanford Insider for Monday, November 6th.
2: Welcome to this episode of the Hanford Insider. I'm your host Rob Bentley. I'd like to thank you for listening to the show. Your words of support fuel me each week. Be sure to stop by our website at HanfordInsider.com and leave a review of the show. It helps grow the podcast. This week's weather is going to be very nice with temperatures in the upper 60s to low 70s. In City Council news, the Council and Planning Commission will hold a special meeting on Monday afternoon to review housing requirements in the general plan process. On Tuesday afternoon in the study session at 4, the Council will review the Carnegie Museum of Kings County's lease agreement and will be looking at some financial strategies. At the regular meeting at 7, they will review a rate study for city services such as water, refuse, and sewer. On Thursday, the Mayor and Vice Mayor are inviting citizens to a community forum at the City Hall Training Room at 6 p.m. Seating is limited. You may RSVP by emailing Brad Johnson at btjohnson at hanford.city. Let's check our community calendar. The Hanford Recreation Department is holding yoga classes at the Longfield Center on Saturdays from 9 to 10. Country singer Neil McCoy will be performing Tuesday at the Fox Theater. The 11th Annual Veterans Day Festival will be held this Saturday, November 11th, from 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. in the Civic Center Park. The Kings Players are presenting the play Much Ado Out West during the month of November. This is an outstanding children's production. For more information and tickets, visit kingsplayers.org. The Carnegie Museum of Kings County presents the Hitalos exhibition of Portuguese history each Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 1 to 5 p.m. They are also currently selling tickets to their December 9th fundraiser to restore the original 1905 wood flooring in the old Carnegie Library building. For more information, visit Carnegie Museum of carnegiemuseumofkingscounty.org. In band news, the Pioneer Middle School Band competed in the Pismo Beach Band Review on Saturday. Also on Saturday, Hanford West and Sierra Pacific competed in the Orange Gove Band Review. Sierra Pacific placed third in Division 4A and won the top color guard award in their division. Hanford West placed second in the 5A division. You'll get a chance to see all of them at the Hanford Band Showcase on Wednesday, November 8th in the Bowl at 6 p.m. The show will feature performances by Sierra Pacific, Hanford West, and Hanford High. The national anthem will be performed by the combined bands from Woodrow Wilson, John F. Kennedy, Jefferson Charter, Pioneer, and Parkview. The Kings River Hardwick drumline will also be performing. Admission is free, but donations are always accepted. There will also be a concession stand. The Hanford Fire Department is holding their annual Toys for Tots drive, now through December. You can drop off your donation at Fire Station No. 1 on Grangeville Boulevard between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. The Kings County Child Support Service's Slipper Sock Drive for senior citizens is currently underway. They're asking for donations of one-size-fits-all slippers socks that have a skid-proof bottom. Donations can be dropped off at their office in the Fast Plaza at 312 West 7th Street. I'll be grabbing events as I see them on the Hanford Sentinel calendar and social media pages. If you have an event coming up and would like to help get the word out, let's work together. Send your information to Hanford Insider at gmail.com. Well, we know that uh, Hanford has a lot of great things going on in the community, and part of that is the Hanford Chamber of Commerce. And with me here, is Amory Marple, who is the Executive Director of the Hanford Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to the show, Amory. Thank you. So Amory, we know that the Hanford Chamber of Commerce does a tremendous amount of things in the community, but what are some things about the Hanford Chamber of Commerce that we don't know? What is the actual purpose of the Hanford Chamber of Commerce?
1: Our mission is to promote and enhance balanced business for the betterment of our community. So it, there, there's a lot to it, but it also can be simplified at the same time, which is so odd. Um, we're all about business. We're all about supporting local business, but it also plays a huge part in the overall community and wanting people to come here and live here and shop local.
2: So can you give us some examples of some of the things that the Chamber of Commerce does to support local businesses?
1: Our biggest thing is we provide a platform for businesses to grow, um, whether it's through social media or through our networking events. Um, our newsletter is very popular in the amount of subscribers it goes to weekly. Um, that then mirrors on our website with our directory of all of our members, business contacts, and the events calendar on our website as well.
2: One of the things that we've been talking about on the show lately has to do with bringing businesses to Hanford and making them feel supported. So if I were opening a new business in town, what kind of uh, services would I expect if I joined the Hanford Chamber of Commerce?
1: Since we're a nonprofit, we really work towards supporting local business even before membership. So we pride ourselves on some of our complimentary services to our community, of one of which is the ribbon cutting. Ribbon cuttings are done at no charge for any local business. Um, We like to be a part of that ceremony for the new business, so we provide the uh, ribbon, the the scissors. Uh, We try and invite local representatives. We have good partnerships with city officials to all come together that opening ceremony day. And that's what kind of kicks it off. Um, We share that on our social media. So that's another additional free incentive. Um, And it, it really highlights that there is a new local business in our area.
2: I know that uh, November, December can be a very busy month as far as activities in the community, and I know that the Hanford Chamber of Commerce is really involved in the Hanford Winter Wonderland and actually a sponsor, the sponsor of the Hanford Christmas Parade. Let's start with the Winter Wonderland. Uh, what are people looking forward to at the Winter Wonderland this year?
1: The Winter Wonderland is going on its third year, and there's always something new um, that Parks and Community Services is adding to the Winter Wonderland to make it better. Um, so I'm really excited uh, about this year's addition, which is going to be the Christmas Village. Um, so we're trying to enhance the program so that there's more of a Christmas ambiance. And I think that'll continuously attract people to come who have already been coming, but also new people to come to the attraction for their first time as well. It's just an overall Christmas experience.
2: That's awesome. And I understand you're still looking for sponsors for that.
1: Yes, we take sponsors throughout the whole program. Um, it's it's really a great way to highlight that you're supporting this program. Um, what, people don't know is the sponsorship really does cover the rain out days. The rain out days uh, for the city, there's nobody skating. So they're not, you know, making a profit that day. They're having to cancel the the ice rink because of the rain. Um, And so the sponsorship really does help fund those days. Um, Last year was a really heavy rainy season. uh, So there was a lot of rain out days. So fortunately, there is enough sponsorship that help contribute to continuously hosting this program, even through those rainout days. Because even though we don't want to cancel the, the the ice rink, we still need the rain. <laughs> um, so it, it's great that we have uh, wonderful sponsors that contribute to help um, cover those expenses for those unfortunate events.
2: So let's talk about the Christmas Parade on the day after Thanksgiving. It's an annual tradition, and I know various groups have hosted it uh, throughout the year, but the Chamber of Commerce has tried some new and exciting things to help keep the event alive. And I know there's always a need for volunteers. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the, uh, the Christmas Parade and maybe just a little insight into behind the scenes as to what it's going to take to pull off the 2023 edition?
1: The Christmas Parade is a beast, and I never imagined that I would ever be helping putting on this parade for my community. Um, I've been a part of it forever, but I I guess I didn't realize that it was a Chamber of Commerce thing, and we're already going on our 55th year, which is awesome. Um, So it's definitely a lot of organization behind the scenes. Uh, We have uh, about 100 entries each year, and... Everyone is used to the lineup. The Public Works is a great department to work with. Um, they understand the importance of putting this on for the community. Um, I meet with them every year, and they are fully on board from... The trash to the cleanup to setting up the cones to the layout it's it's really a, a group effort from the city on that the police department helps out um there's a lot of people on board with putting this on aside from the chamber of commerce um so it Yes, it is quite a beast. There's a lot of organization that goes into it the weeks before and the day of the two hours before it starts from four to six. It's chaotic. Uh, but luckily, nobody really sees that. It's all behind the scenes. Um, the participants in the float uh, are really great to work with. Again, they understand that this is a show to put on for the thousands of people that oh my goodness, last year I I saw people setting up days before having their chairs out. So now that that's growing every year and I see it, you know, when I leave work the days before the event, I'm like, wow, I need to put on a good show because I already have an audience waiting for this to happen. Um, I love it. Uh, it's a lot of work to put on uh, for something that only lasts an hour, but you get to see how many people come out to it and all the people that enjoy it and all the smiling faces, all the cotton candy, all the lights, all the toys. Um, and then it's over and it's, it's just a fun, it's a really fun night and I, I love doing it.
2: So then I'm going to ask you about the Christmas parade. One of the things, of many, one of the things that comes up about the Christmas parade is the street vendors. And I know that they have the right to be there, but what is the Chamber of Commerce doing and the city doing to make that more manageable for the people that are watching the parade?
1: so we work with all of the the peddlers and vendors that are selling either toys or food that night and we try to get them in advance Uh, last year was the first year where we had this check-in process just to make sure that all the proper documentation was submitted for them to actually be there um and then about six o'clock when the parade starts and we're, we're having to transition to uh, parade processing now, there's definitely another truckload that comes in. Um, the unfortunate thing is the safety hazards that it causes, and there's just not enough of us or volunteers to kind of help facilitate moving them off of the street, making sure they're not causing um guests, um, spectators to come onto the street in the way of the parade. So moving into this year, we are working at a plan to help facilitate that again. Um, we're getting um, more involvement as far as hiring safety, having more volunteers. Uh, we have a good partnership with a volunteer group at the Naval Base, so we'll get more volunteers this year from them the press release will have more information about the peddler process so that they can apply beforehand and check in beforehand. Because again, the the issue is a safety hazard that it can cause when you have so many peddlers there. And unfortunately, some of it is out of my hands, but we are trying to work together with the city and the police department to try and make it a little more feasible this year.
2: So with the Winter Wonderland, but specifically the Hanford Christmas Parade, what are two or three things that the community could do to really show their support? They may not be able to help out monetarily or volunteer their time to lead a division organization, but what are three things that the community could do to really help support this effort?
1: I think to help support would be helping get the word out so that entries will submit on time. Earlier, the better. We actually opened an early bird period this year to promote entering early. Also, cleaning up their trash, we put out... Quite a bit of trash cans, and at the end of the night, they are are barely full, but yet there's tons of trash to clean up off the street. So if you don't see a trash can, I I promise you there is one nearby that you could put your trash away in. Last year, I forgot an area to clean up. I sent home my volunteers, and it was about ten o'clock at night. I'm walking to my car, and there's a whole strip I missed. So here I am by myself. <laughs> by myself cleaning up this trash, but it had to be done. It had to be done. Um, So yeah, helping clean up trash is is a a huge help. And third would be, oh, promoting the fan favorite voting. So when you're there that night, uh, we do have a new category where you can pick your favorite float. And that's done through our website each year. This is the third year we're doing it. And so that the judges have the opportunity to pick their favorite, but we want to give one prize away to the fans and spectators there.
2: Well, that's wonderful. I know it's a tremendous community event and some would argue the largest community event that we have in Hanford each year. And I want to thank you and your entire staff for all the hard work that you do to keep things alive in Hanford.
1: Thank you, Rob. It's wonderful to be here and it's wonderful to have the support of our local businesses to put these events on for our community. it's time for Hanford Insider Sports with Eric Bentley.
0: We've been talking a lot of football lately here on Hanford Insider, but there are plenty of other exciting local sports that are happening. Let's get you caught up first on the Central Section Water Polo Playoffs as the Sierra Pacific boys were in the pool taking on Golden West. Unfortunately, though, they dropped that game. It was a close one. Final score, 11-9. On to the girls' action, where on Wednesday, Hanford West took on Tulare Western, but it was the Mustangs that got the better of the Huskies. Final score of that game, 20-6. The Sierra Pacific girls were also in action in the pool on Wednesday. They were able to beat Chowchilla by a final score of 13-9 to advance to the quarterfinals, but unfortunately in the quarterfinals, it was Sierra High who got the better of the Golden Bears as Sierra Pacific dropped that one 11-6. And now on to the high school football playoffs, where Sierra Pacific traveled to Colinga as the underdog, and it was the Horned Toads who came out victorious by a final score of 41-7. After a historic start to the season, the Golden Bears will end their 2023 campaign with a winning record at 7-4. And in Division One, Hanford High School traveled on the road to take on Clovis West, and the Golden Eagles got off to a really fast start, scoring the first 36 points of the game, shutting out the Bullpups in the first half. But Hanford had an answer in the second half as they rattled off 30 unanswered points of their own to make it a one-score game at 36-30 late. However, Clovis West was able to put the game on ice with a late touchdown, Final score of that matchup, 42-30. to The Bullpups finish as West Yosemite League champions with a 9-2 and overall record. If you're listening, obviously, we'd love to feature your team. So send us an email, hanfordinsider at gmail.com. I'm Eric Bentley, and this has been your Hanford Insider Sports Report.
2: Well, that's all the time we have for today's show. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to ask you to leave a review on your podcast player or on our website. It helps me with the growth of the show. If you'd like to join the Hanford Insider email list, stop by our website at www.hanfordinsider.com to sign up for updates. I also need your help getting the word out about the show by liking and sharing on social media or telling a friend. For more information about the show, you can find this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, X, and YouTube at Hanford Insider. If you have a show idea, be sure to email me at hanfordinsider at gmail.com and I'll get going on it. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.